Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome to the Unplayable Podcast. This is Louis Cameron coming to you from Delhi in India. Well, the Border Gavaskar Trophy Series has been retained by Rohit Sharma's men, but there is still plenty at stake for Australia in the next two tests in Indore and Ahmedabad. That is true also of Peter Hanscom, who has made the most of a test recall after a four-year absence. Pete spoke to me on this edition of the podcast, talking about how he has evolved as a cricketer his unusual bat pad fielding equipment, and how he and his wife Sarah dealt with a really challenging personal situation with the premature birth of their son Jack last year. I hope you enjoyed the interview just as much as I did. Pete, you've, how are you going, first of all, mate? Um, it's been a long time out of test cricket for you. How have you kind of found the last couple of weeks being back in the, in the thrust of it? It's been good. I mean, the, the results obviously haven't been what we wanted um but even just coming back in for the for the last three days in sydney um and just getting a feel for the for the atmosphere again and and what test cricket brings with the extra media attention and extra crowds and extra external noise um that was that was good to be a part of that and just to get that feeling again before coming over here where it's intensified again um so it's yeah it's 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 been probably a different feeling to to when I first came over here, uh, but it's yeah it it's been pretty nice, mate. Um, albeit the results haven't gone our way. Different how because I, I did want to ask you about 2017 and um, you know what how things are different. Um, I didn't think you'd kind of offer it straight off the top, <laughs> but let's just jump straight into it. What was what was different about back then to now? Mate, happy to help you out. We'll just bounce <laughs> off each other. You can start interviewing me. If that's you like. it. That's yeah. it. Um, just just probably more aware of what was going on um, around the games and and the the external noise coming in from uh, media and past players back home as well as uh, the media here and the the constant replaying of games on TV and you know you, you switch the TV on to try and chill and there you are getting getting bold or getting <laughs> caught and it's just a reminder again of of getting out. Um, to India in India, so uh, and they don't include many of the boundaries in those hot. Like, no, like never if for you've yourself. made seventy, yeah. I don't, you, they'll play you. They might give you fifty if yep. they're kind, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and can exactly can you just explain that to people back home? Because I don't think we have twenty four seven cricket channels. I know Fox Cricket kind of do it back home, but they literally play the Test highlights on repeat. On repeat, and there would be multiple channels as well. So it's the test highlights on one channel, the IPL highlights on another, the the various other um, competitions around the world on another channel. So it is it is just constant, constant cricket over here, which it's actually awesome to be 
to be a part of um, as long as you don't get caught up in that in that circus but yeah it's incredible how how much they love the game over here and and um, you know you could talk to any uh, any Indian for, for days about cricket and how much they love it and want to see it and then they've all got a story about someone they met or um, you know their favorite Australian player and stuff like that so it's, it is it is pretty cool. And they barrack pretty hard, but tell me if I'm wrong here. I always get the sense that Indians are very, very gracious in terms of, you know, they'll point out things that the Australians are doing well and, um, you know, they'll tell you when you've had a good day. Has that been your experience or have there been a few wanting to, to rub things in? Oh, they, I think every, every, um, every away, uh, away tour they rub it in a little bit, but <laughs> um, you're right, they're very, over here, very appreciative of good cricket as well. Um, obviously, they want India to win, which is which is fair, being being the home team. But yeah, the crowd um, is incredible, and when you when you're on the boundary and and they're behind you, they're like, oh, you know, well played, well batted the other day, um, or you know, better like better luck next time, or whatever. So they they can can be supportive as well, um, and especially to a lot of the players that have come over here and played in the IPL. You know, there's there's a few. Fair few Australian players that are, are well liked over here. Yeah, that uh, I have noticed that David Warner in particular has been pretty popular. In particular, but that, that's probably more his Instagram than it is <laughs> <laughs> anything else. I was going to ask if you've uh, if you've managed to branch out into Bollywood TikTok dancers yet. Like, I'm, I'm staying clear. Uh, you are so a good dancer. I know that fame, for a fact. Well, yeah, yeah thank you. I, I do try really hard. I had the mentor in Chris Rogers say. <laughs> so. He's happy with, with how my footwork goes there. Uh, but Bollywood probably just a little bit out of my reach. Yeah, yeah. Maybe keep that one on the horizon. Um, you've been able to get away from it a bit the last few days though, right? You've, you've been Tommy Tourist. Can you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have, have my wife Sarah and son Jack over here and, and uh, Colleen, Sarah's mum's come to, to help us out as well. Uh, and so we, we had three clear days off. Um, and we got the Taj Mahal, you know, three and a half hours away. Uh, and then, uh, so we hired a, hired a car and a driver for, for three days and, and, you know, they took us, took us to Agra. Uh, we saw the Taj, beautiful, um, obviously beautiful part, part of India. Um, rich history, a lot of culture there and incredible to see. Uh, and then from there, we, we went over to Jaipur to see sort of the pink city. Um, and and stayed there for a couple of nights and, and sort of got out for most of the day uh, and then once we got home we were pretty we we're pretty cool so we just go straight to bed and, and get back out touristing the next day and first time for young jack to be out on the road and, and stuff like that like what's that experience been like for both you and sarah I'll tell you what it's been different uh, um very hard to source a car seat over here. Um, luckily enough, the Australian embassy over here was was able to to lend us one. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very very different culture around around the car seats. So you know, we spent we we ended up buying into the into the culture as well. So we spent eight and a half hours in the car on that first day when we went to the Taj and then on to Jaipur. So uh, when the traffic was. Uh, a bit more of a standstill, we could get Jack out and um, feed him in the car or uh, just play with him so that he didn't get too too angry, cooped up in a seat the whole time. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd imagine. Um, now, on the, the actual cricket, because I do want to ask you about some of the stuff that's happened on the field, before we get to your batting, I want the first thing I want to ask you about is the catch you took in, on the last day. I'm sure a lot of people have been messaging you about it. Uh, talk us through it. Was it a, was it a fluke or...? 
Oh, it's a fluke. That yeah. is just <laughs> absolute fluke. It's it's bat pad catches. They, I mean, unless they lob to you, they basically either go in or they don't. Um, you know, it's it's all reaction, fifty fifty at best kind of stuff. So the fact that um, it hit me in the perfect spot to just roll out to my right and I was lucky enough to kind of see it going right or feel it going right um threw a couple of hands out and just managed to <laughs> to stay under it so um there's a lot of luck in in catches like that okay that's not what you what I expect you to say I expect you to say <laughs> it was it was pure skill I've done a lot of work yeah. there but yeah you need a lot of luck well that's what I was going to ask you about because I saw you in Bangalore wearing some pretty weird get up practicing yep. your your short leg or your, your bat pad catching. Tell me about what that was. Yeah, yeah. Well, I went down to uh, – I found a baseball store. There's not many baseball stores in, in Melbourne um, or Australia for that matter. So I went down to Knox, uh, which is about an hour and 20 from where I live, uh, and, and got myself a youth uh, catches like protective equipment. So I got myself the, the vest um, to protect my chest and then the, the leg guards, which – protect sort of the top of your feet, your, your shins, obviously, and then also above your knee. Um, and I went youth so that I could still move around and it wasn't too bulky. Um, but, yeah, more, more than anything, just to give me confidence to, <laughs> to stay front on um, when they sweep or to, to give me confidence, yeah, to, to keep my eye on the ball, um, knowing that it won't hurt as much. Right, and so you bought that specifically for this tour? Specifically for this tour, yeah. But why not? Like, I'd, I'd been thinking about it for a while for bat pad, and I, you know, people have put keeping pads underneath pants and, and stuff like that. And I was like, why don't we wear more protective? Like, you wear chest guards when you bat. Why don't I just put a, put a thing underneath? So I haven't been using the chest guard in the game. Um, I think it'll be too hot, but uh, the leg guards are incredible. So that, that's been a, a handy one. You might not have taken the catch because the, from the replay I saw, it looked like it hit you kind of in the midriff, right? Like it might have gone flying off if you didn't have your nice little, not saying you're pudgy, mate, but you know, <laughs> something, a little <laughs> soft landing in there. A couple of naan breads <laughs> over here. It's, uh, it's gone straight to the midriff. But um, the, the one where the, the pads actually came into it was, uh, yeah, the one that came off my knee and popped up to carry. Uh, that, that hit the top leg guard which wouldn't be on a, on a keeper's pad. So normally that would have just hit my thigh. I would have hit the deck in pain and, and the catch would have just gone down. So that's, that's a lucky one. That's really interesting. Um, and, I mean, I thought they were, they were hockey pads, not, um, not, uh, not baseball oh, stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, or, or even that um, I, I think I said to you at the time that your wife is a, an accomplished equestrian <laughs> yeah. rider. That's a kind of, kind of get-up I'd expect her to wear. But the, the thing I did notice was that because uh, we were trying to figure out back in the media box, there's one or two, me and Barat Surrender Asin were the two who kind of noticed you wearing them. Yep. We were trying to tell if you could wear them or not, if you were wearing them or not during the test and looked like you had them taped up underneath your, uh, underneath your, your pants. Is that yep. so that it, it, the black doesn't show? Or? Uh, yeah, so the bit that pops out that protects the top of your foot is black, but I had to tape that up white so that, um, so that I can wear them. So you're not just because you've got to wear whites in test cricket. Um, and then I've just got them strapped to my legs yeah. under, underneath and they're nice and thin, but they've got good protection. Um, feel like I can run. Um, got a run out as well in that second innings, even though 
and you're still wearing it. Still yeah. wearing it, still yeah. running in it, but that probably helped me because I ran there so slow. They thought I could, <laughs> thought I could run too, and, yeah. and then all of a sudden, yeah, it stuffed up. <laughs> it's very interesting. Um, I mean, what, just before we move on, did you get the idea from that off somewhere, or was that just you kind of thought that would be it? Nah, I just, I just watch a bit of baseball. Um, got my San Diego hat on at, at the moment, the Padres. Yeah. Uh, true fan. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I just the, I just watch these guys stand front on to, to people throwing 100 mile an hour and just copping it. And I was like, all right, well, seems seems pretty good. Uh, why not give it a crack if it's uncomfortable? It is, but if it if it's not, then we found something. Well, it's already paid off in, in multiple fronts. Although the being slowed down in the field is um, <laughs> might not help you out more. I was never that. fast to begin with. <laughs> um, when did you find out you'd be playing the first test, Pete? Uh, when did I find out? Maybe two days before. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it was two days before we we had a we had a squad meeting and, and just before that, um, yeah, Tony Dodder mate caught me in the hallway and just said, "Oh, by the way, mate, um, no, yeah, done done everything right and you're back in." And I was like, "Sweet as, let's go." That's a great, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad way, one. Mate. Yeah, yeah, no, that was that was a nice one to have. So. Uh, it was a good feeling. It was a good feeling. Yeah. I mean, you spoke after that first day that you'd, you'd been back in the side about, you know, being reward for a, a lot of hard work. Can you kind of, I mean, it's hard to sum up four years into, you know, however long we got, but what is, you know, what, what what's the essence of what you've worked on in those four years, Pete? What is the kind of hard work that you, you're proud of, if you can um, sum it up in, in 30 seconds? Yeah. Go. yeah. <laughs> and go. Yeah. Um, just, uh, just well, I mean, there's obviously multiple things. So I've done a lot of work with Chris Rogers where um, stripped back the technique a little bit and, and took good things that I was doing when I first got picked to play for Australia because obviously I was doing some good things then. So there's no, no real point going away from that. Um, but then also being able to expand and, and just make, make more of a an all-round game, hopefully. Uh, so it was a bit of a step backwards to go two step forward. Um, it was literally a step backwards, right? In, well, in, yeah, in one well, regard, and right? then, yeah. yeah. And then ended up, yeah, changing, being being willing to, to change and being willing to adapt to different conditions and opening myself up to batting in different spots on the crease um, and, and understanding plans for different bowlers and what the wickets are doing and stuff like that. So that... That technique then allowed allowed me to dive more into the the psychology side of 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 sports and and of cricket. Um, I've done a lot of work with uh, with a sports psych now for uh, six seven years, um, and and yeah, building a lot of confidence around that and understanding what you know my game plans look like and and what I'm trying to do out there and what happens if I get rattled, how to bring myself back. Uh, and then on top of that, working with a, a clinical psych as well to make sure that the stresses of home, um, especially when, when Jack, Jack arrived, it was a very, very stressful time. Um, he was two months early. Uh, so we, we spent a month in hospital there and, and there was a lot of external stress um, coming that wasn't cricket related. So being able to deal with that, being able to also give my all in, in cricket, um, and, and sort of combining it all all together. So those three facets are, are probably 
um, yeah, what I've worked on a lot. Uh, it, that's not the finished product. It never is. I don't think any batter thinks that they've got it. They've got it figured out. But that's that's probably where the bulk of my work has been. Mm. And I mean, if you're willing to talk about it, but that that mm. month that you had with with Jack and Hospital, that must have been far tougher than anything you've you've dealt with on a cricket field before, right? Yeah, abs- absolutely. Uh, leaving, and, and a lot of people go through this. And and Sarah. Sarah and I are actually very lucky that when Jack came, he was in uh, the people at the Mercy Hospital in, in Heidelberg did an incredible job. Um, he was in an amazing place to be looked after, and and uh, compared to other um, other prem babies in NICU, he was he was one of the luckier ones. He was a bit bigger, uh, able to uh, to breathe um, on his own after you know 36 hours. Uh, and then it was just about getting him fat and feeding him and, and stuff like that. So we were lucky in that sense, but it was also tough, you know, leaving him for the first time, having having a child and then actually having to go home and try to get some sleep to then come back and, and sit with him for for hours and, and not being able to do much with him. So it was a tough, yeah, definitely a tough month. Um, but like we're, we're seeing incredible rewards now and... Um, being able to bring him on tour and and stuff like that is it's very 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 special uh, and definitely put cricket in perspective that's for sure uh, so that uh, yeah it's funny how that changes so you, you mentioned the thirty six hours so for those first thirty six hours he he needed like a machine to help him breathe is that yes you know? um, I think it's called a, a CPAP machine um, strapped him uh, strapped to his to his nose and. It just sort of yeah helped him like he was still doing the the majority of the work but this machine was there just in case uh, and then they were happy with with how he was progressing so they, they took that off uh, pretty quickly and then and then he was just fed through a tube for through his nose for that that month until he was able to, to latch to a bottle or, or latch to, to Sarah uh, and then that happened quickly <laughs> they saw it was sort of like all right he can bottle feed now. Out you go. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> let's let's get, we'll take one more week. You tell us what to do, and then we'll go. But no, it's straight out, just like any other any other parent, and and away you go. So it was it was a nice special moment bringing him home. Have you learned how to prioritise or reprioritise or um, do less cricket, more cricket um, around that since Jack's been born? I think so. Uh, one thing one thing I have noticed. Is probably my training has become a lot better. Uh, so, if I'm going to if I'm going to leave Jack and I'm going to leave Sarah, because uh, we live an hour away from from training, so that's essentially two hours with if there's traffic, two and a half hours of time in the car away from them, plus training. So, if I'm going to leave them, then I'm going to make sure I I make training worthwhile. So I'll, I'll hit the balls I need to. I'll be focused when I need to. I'll, I'll do the right gym. I'll do the right run, which, you know, at times throughout my career, I probably just went through the motions a little bit, just expecting that everything would continue to roll on the way it had. Uh, so I, th- I think my training is intensified, but I don't. I haven't necessarily trained more. So when it when it hasn't been, um, like. I have big training days so that I can then have a day at home and spend it with Jack and spend it with Sarah and help out and, and do what I can. Um, so, yeah, it kind of works out like that. 
It does seem, and then kind of bringing that, I guess, to, to over here in India, Pete, it does seem just watching you train during that Bangalore leg where you had a few days uh, of, I guess, the whole team just kind of training instead of a tour game, basically. And I noticed there was one session where it was maybe like 30 or 40 minutes where you just played the sweep shot, where you got a, had a few net bowlers and Dan Vittori, and all you did was sweep. And you might have gone out a couple of times, but it looked like you didn't really care. Like, yeah. is that... Um, a, talk, talk us through that yep. and B, how does that fit into your wider um, theory on, on how you might go about training? Um, well, yeah, with, with, with training, I was, I've been just trying to find methods over here and, and sort of different plans for different things. Um, and I've got my plan, plan A through whatever. Um, and this, yeah, the, I just felt like I needed to, to have the sweep if I want it. Um, if I want to go to it. So I just got, yeah, three left arm spinners, Dan Vittori throwing, and I was like, right, let's let's see if I can sweep off the stumps. Let's see what that feels like, uh, where I can, where I can't, um, and sort of what's the best best sort of thing for my hands and, and whatnot. So that was just a real specific training based around one game plan. Uh, but I'd already done plan A and B uh, earlier that training session making sure that I drilled in you know the first two plans that I want to go to and then have something as a bit of a backup and it, it, you haven't had to use it heaps is that fair to say I mean looking back at these first two tests is that you know it's been more about kind of getting really far forward and getting really far back you, is that kind of fair to say is a yeah that's uh, that's that's sort of yeah what my first two plans are, are about it's uh, yeah either scoring straight or scoring square but using a straight bat um, and depending on what the wicket's doing or what the bowler's doing this will, will depend on sort of which plan goes there um, and then if I feel if I'm absolutely gone um, and, and can't hit it well then take the positive option and try and score try and get ahead of it maybe move move a couple of uh, move a couple of close infielders by playing some more aggressive shots and then going back to a potential plan A or, or, or plan B again. Um, so yeah, it's, it's so far plan A and plan B have been okay. Um, I would have liked to have still scored more runs and, and put a bit more pressure on uh, back into the Indian change room. But um, yeah, I'm going to keep keep backing it in. And I, I, the beauty is I know I've got the the trust and, and the support from the coaches and support staff as well. And um, that makes you... That gives you a lot of confidence going into the game. Mm -hmm. You mentioned off the top that you, you're very aware of, you know, the things that are being said back home and some of the criticism that you guys have have copped, I guess, after losing these first two tests. Can you give us an illustration of how hard things are? Like, Ashwin and Jadeja look like hard work. You know, he, yeah. being here watching on, not having to go out there myself, Pete, but, you know, it looks, it looks difficult. Can you give a sense of... What take us out to the middle and how difficult it is to face those yeah, guys. Yeah, it's just the the inconsistencies. Um, they Ashwin, Jadeja, Axar, they all change their. They might change their wrist ever so slightly, um, or uh, or they so they change their wrist to to either get one to slide on or turn a little bit or turn big. Um, so you've got to try and pick that first, but then also 
uh, there's a shiny side and a rough side on the ball. So sometimes if the ball lands on the shiny side, it'll skid on. If it lands on the rough side, it'll turn. Um, but they've bowled the exact same ball. Um, and then also sometimes just the wicket, the same ball will either skid on or it will turn just for no for no reason than just what is hit on the on the wicket. So it's really hard to know what the ball is going to do off the wicket. Um, and... You know, they, they might not do the big turners uh, as consistently as us, but it's the odd one that just rips past your bat where you go, oh, right, like, that's... I, I could never hit that no matter what I did. I was never, ever going to hit that. And that makes their straight ball more dangerous because then you, you start thinking about covering the spin a little bit and then it just skids straight past your bat and it's hit you, hit you on the shin or it's hitting your stump and you're just like, oh, I can't believe I missed that. Um, yeah. Because if you actually look back at the replay, you go, "That wasn't that great." A ball. That ball just went straight. Like, how did how did I how did I miss that? But it's it's the whole build up and everything else that's led into that. Um, catches around the bat, making sure that if you if you make the slightest mistake, you're out. If you don't concentrate for half a second or half a ball, um, you're out. If you go outside your game plan for a split second, you're out, or you're creating chances. So. It is, it is different over here. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes at home in Australia, you can get a really good wicket and you can just zone out a little bit, get into that, like really get into that flow state, um, and and everything just happens. You don't you know think too much. The ball just comes onto the bat nicely. It's nice and consistent. You know what it's going to do off the wicket. Where over here, you just don't know what it's going to do, and it's really hard to to set up. That's a really good way of, of putting it. Um, and I guess when you're back home, you've got that, you know, you've been playing, you've been batting since you were six, five, six, seven yeah. years old or whatever, and you just, you can just go into that zone, whereas here it it's, feels like every ball. Just go back to the one where you, um, it, so everyone talks about that one that ra- rags past the, the outside edge of the bat. Yeah. Um, and then it's obviously a straight one. But, and guys kind of say, well, you just have to forget about the one that goes past the outside edge. But yeah. you're kind of saying that, that you can, think that but it's actually really difficult to to do that yeah absolutely um that's one of the hardest things like you get beaten and the mental mental strength to be like okay um well that ball's gone now i've just got to focus on the next one is that is it's it's hard it's hard to forget being beaten by by an opposition player um and the way that they've done it and so then uh, yeah, being being clear out there, being um, present with each ball is is tough because we've seen dis- like when I go out to bat, I've seen dismissals as well. Um, so you get an understanding of what the wicket's doing, what the ball's doing, which is good. But you've also seen you know the odd ball like really jump and really turn, and you've just got to try your hardest to to forget that. I imagine you've also got guys. You know, and, and talking about when a collapse kind of happens, you've got guys coming back into the changing rooms and they're all going to have their own kind of opinion on how the wicket's just played. What's like, can it be almost, you almost need to forget what they're saying sometimes? Like, sometimes, but not, not in a rude sense. No, not like, Steve, I, yeah. shut up, Dave, shut up. It's more <laughs> like for your own mental preparation. Yeah. I guess the, the beauty is, is that they, they come in with first hand knowledge of what the wicket is doing. So it would be, I think, silly not to listen to what they're what they're going to say, um, but what they say needs to 
but you, you need to apply that to your own game in your own way. Um, so some some people will be like, if the ball's staying low, uh, it'll be like, okay, if I'm going to sweep, I need to get really low. Um, for me, it, it, it just means I've just got to lower my hands a little bit and just make sure I play with a nice straight back, straight bat um, and just be wary of, of cutting off the stumps because that would go underneath my bat. Going into your two more tests here, and obviously you, you're disappointed that, you know, especially this last game that you, you kind of threw it away, but um, the chance of a, a two-all series draw would, you know, would be a reasonably good accomplishment, I would have thought. Not many teams have, have done that, let alone win. Mm. Is that still the feeling um, amongst the team? There's still a big driving force. There's, there's still a lot on these two games. Um, one, to, to still draw a series over here, which doesn't happen often. Uh, it is, it is yeah, tough over here. And India are very, very good in their own conditions. Uh, there's that. And then there's also the, the Test Championship as well, where we need to make sure that we either draw, win, or, or win both games um, to, to make sure that we're, we're there. Um, so, or, or just barrack for the Kiwis when they play. Well, that as well, yeah. <laughs> I don't, don't worry. <laughs> That's going to happen as well. Um, but you'd rather just take it out of anyone else's hands. So just... Just get it done yourself. Um, so yeah, there's still a lot. There's still a lot riding on these on these two games. Um, a lot of people have played in India now and haven't come away with a series draw, let alone series win. So if we can get a series draw, that'd be incredible. And for you, Pete, the future. I mean, the next couple of um, you know the next twelve months or so. Like I, I imagine you have kind of been brought into this series as a subcontinental specialist, whether um, that's how it's been phrased to you or whatever. But is do you feel like this is a chance to? kind of say, actually, I want to play, you know, I want to play in England and then I want to go back play in Australia as well? Oh, absolutely. I think any time any time you get to play for Australia, you don't want to just come in for one series and then be like, oh, no, it's okay, different conditions, now you send send someone else. It's like, no, nah, screw that. I'm, I've, I've had some tough conditions. I want to continue and I want to, um, I want to be able to adjust my games to different conditions and, and find a plan over there against... Um, uh, against some of the best in the world in different conditions. I think that's that's what every batter wants to do is be able to score runs around the world, um, and that that really gives you a big sense of accomplishment if you if you can do it. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'll be pushing my hardest to stay on every tour now for for as long as I possibly can. Uh, but it is also nice uh, having that sort of subcontinent um, tag to my name, I guess. And I guess it's you know it's only going to get easier because you've got Broad and Anderson coming up on green seamers, mm. and, and that you know compared to Ashwin Jadeja over here, that's a piece of cake, right? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, Gee, I mean they're bowling well at the moment. What's didn't Jimmy Anderson's now number one at forty? Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah. So, I mean, well, well played to him. So we've got the two, two of the best spinners over here in spinning conditions, and then and then the Ashes are two of the best quicks of all time in seaming and swinging conditions. So. Well, I think it's just an incredible challenge to be a part of, uh, and if you can come out the other side with, with a win or um, a, a couple of good performances, then you can really hold your hold your head high. Yeah, they'll be uh, they'll be quaking in their boots. I mean, baseball. We all know that they're just going to flop completely when when they come up against Australia. Everyone's been saying no one's going to be able to do baseball against Cummins and Stark and these guys, right? Well, let's hope let's hope not. Um, it's geez, it's been extraordinary to watch. Um, Entertaining. Uh, they got people watching Test cricket, which is which is cool. That's all we want. We're we're, we're entertainers. Um, 
but yeah, everyone's going about it differently and they're definitely going about it differently uh, and genuinely excited to, to see the matchups from our bowlers, their batters and, and what that means over there. Yeah, I, I was going to ask kind of just finally on that, I guess you've played quite a bit of cricket over in England. Um, I was going to ask, I mean, did, you, did you foresee Baz Ball? Did you see some of them? I mean, you would have played county cricket against some of these guys that are, that are doing well. I mean... Um, yeah, A, how did that experience with, with Middlesex, how has that helped your game? And B, did you get a bit of an insight into some of those guys the team might play? Uh, well, first of all, Middlesex was incredible. Um, it was great to be able to go uh, go back to a second year for Middlesex, although I had to leave early um, to, to come home for Jack. Uh, but yeah, being able to go back to a club after building a relationship for a year and, and an understanding... Of, of the team and how it all works and of the ground and of the of the setup and, and all that was a really really nice feeling just um, just tell australian fans back home which ground middlesex plays at lords yeah it's yeah. not bad yeah. some, heard of that one, <laughs> there were some good lunches i'll tell you that um mcg still still number one in my eyes oh, though, wow. for lunches around the world okay just just through sheer choice jimmy at the mcg he's a he's a good man yeah. he knows what he's doing um but middlesex was incredible and that that's county experience is always is always so good and I've been lucky enough to play for a few counties now as well so had some experience around around England in different conditions because all um all county grounds are, are different and have sort of a different kind of feel to it but in terms of foreseeing Baz Ball nah nah I, I was I, I think county cricket there some guys do take it on um and there are some wickets where it's like well, this ball, there's a ball with my name on it, so um, I'm going to get get them before they get me, and and hopefully put a bit of pressure back onto the bowler. Uh, but not not at not at test level where you know I thought the wickets were better, where guys would just traditionally just bat, build an innings, do all of that. So uh, I think it's very impressive what they've done, um, changing the way test cricket's played, or at least test cricket in England. Very good. Well, it's going to be a great series. This is also still a good series. Australia versus India, the last two tests are in indoor and Ahmedabad. You'll see Pete Hanscom playing in both of those, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Um, good luck for the rest of the series, Pete. Cheers, Lou. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.